thank you for stopping by Kaiser's Castle. I normally like to keep stuff light, but whenever there's something that's up and it's current, sometimes I, th- I feel the need to share on it. And when I say this, it, it's with heavy heart because I and others have put this out. Now, you guys know I, I was in the military during the 80s all the way through till 2000, and I worked for several federal agencies. And this was something that was a phenomenon big time in the 80s. Well, it started uh, just in the U.S. It started about the 60s, 70s, and it died out in about the 80s. And uh, it was pushed underground. Let me rephrase that. And uh, that's what they were. Now, in the 60s, you may have known them by SDS and Weather Underground. Same kind of thing. Um, And the people who act like they're something different, they're wrong. Uh, this is the same thing, the same fuckery afoot that you're seeing today. And the reason why you need to know the history of it is so you know the reality of it. I'm sure some of you listening to Angel probably already clued in, but I hope to take you into a deeper level on this so you can see where the evil comes from and how it morphed and changed. Uh, When it reemerged, it started out, with a term we can all agree with, anti-racist action. Who's a racist? Well, of course, now they say everybody who voted for Trump is, and Trump is. Um, that's a fallacy. Um, it's not what, what it is. And it started out in Minnesota. And uh, also in Portland. And, excuse me, and in Washington State. And there were reasons for that, and I get that. You had... Uh, major racist uh, organization start up about that time. But it really never went away in uh, Europe. They just went by different things. They were using something called Bader-Meinhof Group. Uh, That was a terrorist organization, a legit terrorist organization that was doing bombings, just like the SDS and the Weather Underground. Um just like, um, and, and then you also had, um, um, German red army faction. And, uh, that was in Europe, all of them doing bank robberies. That's how they funded themselves back then and blowing shit up and killing people. This is a fact. Uh, you guys can research it, look it up if you didn't know this. But they were still being paid during that time. You have to remember your timeline from the time of their beginning to the time of their end. They were funded besides bank robberies. They were also funded by the East German government. So there's a reason why I'm going to go down this timeline because this is the roots of it. And you have to understand the roots to be able to kill the plant. Uh, the plant is a bad seed. The, the seed is a bad plant. Uh, what you're seeing is it morphed, changed, converted, and diverted. And uh, it's become something that over time, just before I get into the whole history of this, I really need to give you how this thing took firm root again. This didn't just happen under Donald Trump. They were underground. And while they were underground, they did three things. And you need to understand how they did it. 
They went into the government. Trust me, I met communists and Marxists and Maoists in the government, even as an employee working for them. And they'd always have this off-kilter thought process, and you could always spot them and talk with them. Usually it was in a diplomatic corps. Uh, a couple intelligence agencies had some. A matter of fact, uh, Brennan, not only was he a convert to uh, Islam in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia while I was there for the first Gulf War, uh, he, he also was a Marxist. He voted for Bill... Uh, William something or other, Bill something or other. I can't remember his last name right now, and it doesn't matter. He didn't go anywhere, that, that, that presidential candidate. But he was running under a communist, a blatant communist party ticket. Uh, that's just one example, okay? But you can see the levels that these people reached. Um, then you started seeing... Uh, it started to infiltrate into academia, but that was back when this thing first started. Something called the Frankfurt School. You need to go look into the Frankfurt School and see that they were all communists that were thrown out of Germany for a reason. And the reason for them being thrown out was they were subverting and undermining Germany. And you, you can say, well, this is what went on, this is what, you don't know what went on until, well, you may know what went on, but I will explain why they got thrown out. Because they were absolutely subverting Germany and fighting in the streets. And you can say, yeah, fighting against National Socialism, good to go. Yeah, okay, that's good to go. But they were spreading communism. And so they went into academia once they went into academia, uh, it went viral. Uh, they went, they hit uh, Columbia University first. Imagine the people who went through there. You also had something that came along later. This would have been in the 2000s, where you started seeing something called Confucian schools. The reason why I'm bringing these two things together is because those Confucian schools at the colleges were teaching Maoism, okay? And they were infiltrated with spies. Uh, people fail to realize the CCP, Communist, Com Co Chinese Communist Party, has not changed from Maoism. They just allow their people to have a little bit, sort of like perestroika, a little bit like when Germany started loosening the ties and then finally fell. East Germany did. Uh, we're going to go deep into the weeds on this because you have to understand how it happened. And so what they did during that time was they infected, and that's why the 60s were so turbulent. By the time that the kids were going to college in Columbia, when they were going to the Ivy League, every Ivy League school was infected. Uh, outer schools from, you know, smaller state schools, not Ivy League, they weren't so affected, but they started to get affected by the 60s. And so it's been a slow boil. This is not something that just popped up. It didn't miracle itself up. Then they politically got cover by 
a lot of politicians, and I know a lot of people don't understand this, but in the 60s and 68 in Chicago, that's when the Democratic Party got, and it's not your mom and dad's Democrat Party, and I'm not being partisan about this. It is a different party, but older people will still vote for them, uh, as we like to call them boomers, right? Uh, they'll still vote for Democrats, and the reason why is they don't understand that it got hijacked in 68. While they'll say the left-wing radicals got thrown out of the Democratic Party, no, they took over. And yes, you had you have examples of Bernadine Dorn from the Weather Underground and uh, Bill Ayers. Guess what? They're unrepentant. The Weathermen, they're unrepentant, every one of them. And they're still doing the same thing. How much time did Bernadine and Bill do? Practically nothing. And they killed people. So this has always been politically covered up in a way by the court system and other things. So this, this is not new. Uh, it, it will be. I do not think this is a passing phase. What they're going to do, and they're finally able to do it because they brainwashed enough of our youth. And when people ask, well, how'd they brainwash our youth? And, and how did it happen? We let it happen. We let it happen by the biggest thing that the left, the communist left wing, to be very clear, because there are some good Democrats. I will never say there isn't. But usually they're old school Democrats. And I'll give you an example. When I grew up, you never heard somebody say, that's a Democrat. Don't talk to him. That's a Republican. Don't talk to him. You didn't hear that. Nobody even really talked politics. They did, but it was ancillary. It didn't rule our lives. And now what do you hear all the time? That's a Democrat. That's a Republican. Don't talk to him. And that's done on purpose. It's to stop conversation. Because the left's arguments are so weak, and the reason, one of the major reasons, and it's a funny reason, why you can tell their, their arguments are so weak is how many people were converted out of the left wing. Uh, and and I, the whole left-right paradigm I disagree with. I, I think it's more of a circle. But since that's common vernacular, that's where, I'm, uh, that's where I'll keep it. Because both the right and the left wing if you put your arms above your head and you put touch your fingers together, they all meet in the middle. And where they meet in the middle is genocide or mass death. There's been nothing that has killed more people than communism. I don't care the brand. It can be anything from Trotskyite to Leninite. It can be all the way to Marx, Marxist. And it can be Maoist. It doesn't matter. The branding, it still always leads to death. Now, Marxist, in theory, Karl Marx, Das Kapital, Engels' book with him, and the other books that they put out, it's a utopia. It's a great fictional book, but they always fail to remember human nature and the people who want to resist, le legitimately resist. And you're always going to have that. And they figured out the only way to keep their tribe strong, and it is tribalist, and and as you see with them killing black people, beating up black police officers, whatever, 
black lives don't matter to them and they're burning up black towns. No, that's a way to keep people under control. Uh, that way their town gets wiped out, jobs go away. And now you have a mass of proletariat that are going to believe that this is the only way that they can come up is if they can, uh, somehow, uh, let the government help them. That's another thing that LBJ and, uh, FDR helped to foment. And I don't know if any of you have ever wondered, think about why during the second world war, the generals knew who, uh, but see, here's, here's a, here's a interesting part to this. All the generals knew the communists were bad. They were, you know, worse than Hitler. They knew this by this time. And so did uh, FDR. But saving England was more important than aiding an enemy. Everybody always remembers England got Lend-Lease. So did the Soviet Union. You can find stock footage where we sold them bombers, tanks, etc., there was a rail line that ran from Tehran all the way into Russia. And a matter of fact, when the Russia finally collapsed under Gorbachev, and then in the 90s, when Clinton started raping Russia, i.e. taking its natural resources, people were scrapping everything, you know, copper out of their refrigerators. It didn't matter to make money, real money. Uh this is a this is something that you need to understand how this happened. And the last train coming in to give it to us, going through Iran, because that's where we were getting all that stuff from during that era from them. And other, well, they also had some overlands. But the last train that went through there, going out, pulled up all the rails. They sold the car, the train cars, and the rail the train's rails. They were pulling up the rails as they were coming back. And uh, this is just a historical fact. You may not like it, but this is what happened. And that's why you have people like Putin now uh, who, who realizes what they did and is not being taken advantage of, and I'm not giving him any credit for that. I understand it, though. Uh, and, and they're not communists. The Russians are not communists anymore, but they are uh, very pro-Russia. They're more orthodox in their approach. So, anyways, this is kind of a heavy subject, but I'm trying to get us up to present day. Um, once you had this happen, this thing was, a, was always going to happen. By the 2000s, everybody could see this starting. And it was under Bush when they really started going. But see, they were doing it under ARA. And that's their, that's their component. That's their political wing. It's like Sean Finn, the political wing of the IRA. ARA, anti-racist action, is the political wing that gives them cover. And that's Antifa that I'm talking about. ARA is Antifa. They're the political wing, just like Sean Finn was IRA. There's no difference. They're one and the same. Now, with Trump branding them a terrorist organization, it now brings into fact and matter. They can use everything 
like RICO statutes, uh, actual terrorist uh, charges. So you're now going to see some things happen that's a little different. Uh, they are being looked at now. So with that being said, maybe we might want to start to get into the deeper history of it so people understand. And with that... Now that was the East German National Anthem Risen from the Ruins The reason why I put that up Okay, back in the 20s Like I said This will start to under, You'll understand why I was talking about The German roots of this uh, In the Frankfurt School This will all coalesce for you now I just tried to give it a Quick Down and dirty There was a guy by the name of Wilhelm Pick. And uh, what he did was um, during the 20s, okay, the man was born in 1876, and you had Otto Grotwold, 
and he was born in 1894. During the 20s, they were put out by Trotsky. This is where this started. And they formed anti-fascist action. Okay? What that meant was they were going after the fascist. But, see, that was Germany. Because you had the evolved the devolution of and the destabilization of the Kaiser Imperial Germany. And then you had when we were going through our depression or not our depression. It was actually before our depression. You had Weimar Germany decadent um, all kinds of weirdness going on. But you also had fights in the streets because their money was worthless after the First World War. This is historical fact. And you had the anti-fascist and National Socialist and all different other kinds of groups fighting it out in the streets. That's what they did. And you look at the pictures of Germany during that time in the videos or, you know, the old film. You'll see this. It was ugly, bad ugly, a bad, ugly modern society where violence was the mill of the day. And those two helped to foment that. And so when I tell you, you need to understand that this is where it started from and where the Frankfurt School started. It was Trotskyites. A lot of Americans, like I said, no matter the brand of communism, there's, I'll tell you the worst one, in my opinion, is Maoist. I will get to that as to how you are in your current current year, what you're looking at. You're not looking at Trotskyites. You're not looking at Marxist. You're not looking at Stalinist, Leninist. Nah, you're looking at Maoist. But going back to it, Trotskyite didn't work at that time. It may have worked in the uh, red and white revolution of Russia, but it didn't work in Germany. And so you did have the rise of national socialism. And that's a, that's a fact, historical fact. And like I said, national socialism, they're still socialist. And remember the USSR was called the United Soviet Socialist Republic. They always meet in the middle, the right and the left. That's why it's a false paradigm. And they always kill masses of people. And uh, I think the guy's name is Larry Greenwald, if I remember his name. He actually went undercover with uh, uh, Weather Underground. And he, you can find that film, too, where uh, he, he was an FBI agent. And he went undercover with them. And he uncovered that they were talking, oh, they'd have to kill a quarter of the U.S. population minimum. After they came to power. That's the kind of delusions of grandeur these people have. Because they have indoctrination. And it is a cult atmosphere. You can see it right now. How the anyways, I'm I'm let me finish out this history real quick before I delve too deeply into that. So then of course they lose. Germany goes through war. After the war was over, a guy by the name of Walter Ulrich. Uh, he had went, him, Eric Honecker, several people had went, uh, Melke, 
Eric Muke, they all went to chill in this time in Russia. And once Nazi Germany fell, Ulbricht was the first general secretary of the Central Committee. And uh, that was back in the 50, uh, 25th July of 1950. And he was there until 71, 3 May of 71. So uh, he was basically their general secretary for 20 years, 282 days. And their party was the SED from its inception. Now, when I get down to the bottom of this, you guys are going to be like, what? And I'll be like, yeah, this is what happened. Well, Obrecht is the one who was in charge when the wall went up into 60. So this is how this happened because they were losing people because the East German government was so oppressive. During that time under him and Honecker, you had a guy by the name of Eric Milke. Milke was who headed Stasi. Stasi fancied themselves and called themselves Czechist. Now, you have to understand who the Czechists were formed by, a guy by the name of Levente. Levente, he did start the Czechist. What became the KGB, uh, they were some nasty buggers. And they were some uh, ruthless people. And what you see now, a lot of people think this is new. It was invented by the Stasi. It's called disintegration where people lose their lives, basically. They can't work. They can't, and, and what we call it now is doxing. And it's a tool used by the left. And uh, people who were stationed in Europe, I was talking to somebody today, and they were like, oh, this, this doxing's ruined people's lives. First, thing, first time this ever happened. No, it's not. People who worked in Europe during the Cold War You'd always have at these protests, if it was like a no nuke or a green something, whatever, whatever the fancy uh, protest of the day was, you always had their collectors, the terrorist collectors, uh, with their little 35 millimeters taking pictures with the big photostatic lenses, those big massive lenses. And uh, they would figure out who you were, and then they'd try to screw with you, you know, different ways, but it didn't work when you're on the West and if somebody said you were a fact, being a military policeman or a cop or anything, uh, of course, even in the eighties, even back here in America, they'd say, Oh, you're a fascist. And back then we didn't give a shit. We were like, so what man, who cares? You know, EAD. And so I'm not going to, I'm trying to keep this a family friendly show for, uh, PSN. And that's why you hear a lot of like, and, and this and that, because I don't want to say the words I want to say. Uh, I do self-edit. Uh, so anyways, Honecker took over. Milke, that was the the prime time of East Germany. And uh, that's where it had its uh, zenith. And the funny thing is, Honecker lasted for 18 years and 168 days. From 3 May of 1971 to 18 October 1989. 
during the 89, people forget this thing. And this is the crawl that is stuck in the communist for a long time. Everybody forgets that Germany was starting to, East Germany was starting to lose people through Hungary because the Hungarian border opened up, the Polish border was. So people were leaving East Germany again. And uh, so then by a fluke, by a grand fluke, uh, they had, uh, in 18 October, they had put in Egon Krinz. And uh, he was there from 18 October 1989, and there was a coalition government during the fall. The fall happened on 9 November 1989, and you can see it on ABC if you want. You can see when it happened. And uh, that's why in 90, during the Gulf War, when I was over there, you had started seeing, uh, and that was in August of, yeah, August 7th of 1990, you'd still see stuff on CNN. There was no Fox News back then. And they would talk about the unification, right? Well, 9 November is a historic date in Germany. And it recurs. They call it the 9th of Av. It's whatever. But he was in charge for 49 days. And now these were all SED. Here's the funniest part about this. And you have to remember where this came from. The last president, and they called him a president, called her a president of the People's Chamber of the GDR was a woman by the name of Sabine Bergen-Pohl. And that was from 5 April 1990 to 2 October 1990. And her party's name was the CDU. In English, it's CDU. And that's the Christian Democratic Union. And remember who Angela Merkel's party is. I bet some of you know. It's the CDU. So during those times, you went from the SED, which was the East German political party, to a transformation of the CDU. So it never went away. When they talk about foreign funding, they're talking about old East German money, German money. They're also talking about foreign funding from China. Now we can get a little into that. And, of course, the CDU has cover because it's Christian Democratic Union. Their cover, was it their Christian and their right wing? No, they were never right wing. So do you see how the mask, am I making sense uh, at all there, Angel? Are you following? Tracking? Perfect sense. All right. Now. Here's the difference between, now you had the SDS and the Weather Underground. They weren't, they were still Marxist, but they, uh, Weather Underground had a little bit of malintent. That was the more, um, the more militant one. And of course, remember our former president had a, uh, a lot of people forget this, but you guys can look it up and you'll see it. On the Christmas tree, there was a Christmas tree decoration that um, had a um, a picture of Mao, Chairman Mao. And then you have to look at who Wright 
their pastor was. He was very influenced by Mao. And then you have to remember where Barack Obama kicked off his presidential campaign, believe it or not. Bernadine Dorn and William Ayers' house, Bill Ayers' house, Maoist. So under eight years, this has been brewing heavily, the division. And it has been divisive. It's This is not good for America. And once they were not, once Hillary did not become president, notice she used to wear a Mao suit. She wore a suit just like Chairman Mao. Go look up some past pictures and then look at her and her little little suits. You'll laugh. You'll be like, geez, I didn't even know. Yes, now you do. So, like I said, it got up to the tops of our government. And so everything, they are having a temper tantrum. And remember, the summer of 68 is called that because you had, yeah, you had Woodstock, you had this, you had that, but you had nothing but revolution. And that's what happened. That's real deal. So, I mean, this thing is just not going to be over. And the bad part is many people are going to be hurt over this and communities wrecked. And I don't know how anybody can say this is for the black community. This is for whatever community. When the majority of the violent protesters, the massive majority of them, are yuppie kids have some college or drug addled kids, you know, that, that are addicts of some sort. And the little secret is they, they are funded and, uh, they're even funded here in the U S. So that's the good thing about what, uh, president Trump's done by labeling them a terrorist organization. This is not going to be a very long show, but it's a show that I just wanted to wrap up the history on, on that portion of it. And now I want to switch to a whole different topic because I really hate talking about current events in politics, but it's something that was prescient and I thought I had to uh, speak on it. Now, uh, keeping in form with my normal shows that I do, I like to be upbeat and positive. A lot of people I've seen get black pilled. You know, you hear about the red pill, the blue pill. There's a black pill. Black pill is when, oh man, everything looks terrible. It's just rough. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. Well, that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Um, you, to look at it positive, you have to think positively. Uh, it, it can always get better. It can't rain all the time. And I don't care how many shitty, crappy times that I've went through in life. It's always come up better somehow. Either personal growth from doing, from having adversity hit me. There, there is something called adversity 
is the fire. And the anvil. And with that, you can beat it into a stronger still. The sword into a stronger still. And and that's kind of important to realize that everything bad is not necessarily the worst thing in the world. Sometimes you grow from it. And um, also realize that, you know, just... Just realize one thing, that your life's going to be epic, but you have to make it that way. You do have to take control. You have to voice your opinion. Whether you agree with me or not, you could be a Marxist or a Maoist or whatever listening. It's okay. I don't hate on anybody. But what I will say is I hope you realize, you know, and if you don't, it's not going to be any skin off my back. Because I'm not going to change my beliefs and I don't want, I'm not forcing you to either. See, a fascist wants to stifle conversation. A fascist wants to dox, to disintegrate. This is kind of what you're seeing. And so who's the real fascist again? But they're really communist and we all know it. And Maoism is a specific evil kind of brand. Hundreds of millions of people killed under Stalin or under uh, Mao. Stalin, I think, only had like 150 million, something like that. So, anyways, with that being said, uh, do you have any, any thoughts on this? that you maybe want me to elucidate on there, um, Angel, before I, uh, like I said, this would be a shorter show. Okay. Well, I'll keep going. Uh, Let me see. So here we go. Yep. Uh, Here we go. Uh, So hopefully you guys all have not gotten, uh, um, black pilled too much because it's not a black pill this is going to be what it's going to be you have to keep looking at it in a positive manner and thinking about you know there's something that was funny this happened years ago uh when i was young very young clinton was president i'll tell you how long ago i was still in my dumb 20s as we all are dumb when we're 20 or in our 20s. And I'm griping and complaining about Bill Clinton. Da, 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 and a buddy of mine, uh, we're at an expo. And uh, he's pretty well known in the survival community. It was a Y2K expo, a matter of fact. And uh, it was a couple years before. I think it started like in 96 when they started panicking people over this silliness. Which is something that matches up with Jaff- uh, with uh, Angel's, um, Angel's, um, Angel's um, calendar. His calendar uh, has all this panic and pandemonium on it. It's funny, it sounded like at the end of the show he had been talking about that earlier. 
And of course, Y2K came and went. Nothing happened. Just like most of the stuff comes and goes. Just like this Corona hoax. Uh, it came and went. Instantly, we found a cure for coronavirus. It's called riots. It inoculates you from getting the coronavirus. So that's something that, uh, you know, some humor with it. This will go the same way. Uh, so I'm not blackpilling anybody. I'm telling you, it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be rough. There's going to be morons out there. Um, I will say, you know, make sure you're protecting your family are. But um, just keep your uh, keep your mind clear and realize that, as I was told by this guy, he said, "Does uh, when I was griping, he said, does Bill Clinton pay your bills or does he hang out with your wife? He said something different than that. And I'm, like I said, I'm keeping it a family-friendly show. And I go, no. He goes, are you going to do something stupid? I said, no, you know me. He goes, yeah, I know you. I've known you for 10 years. I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, then why don't you realize that Bill Clinton's an asshole? And just let it go. And that's exactly what I did. Bill Clinton's an asshole. And I just let it go. And never had a problem with it again, but I used to talk mad shit on Bill Clinton. And looking back after the eight years we had this last term of the last guy, it's the only thing that made me every time something would happen, I'd be like, ah, he's an asshole. Who cares? <laughs> so these are kind of things that you can uh, deal with that. And like I said, I really hate getting into politics because that's not what I want to do. But there is some deep state components to this. That's a fact. This is not a joke. Uh, everything you've seen, don't think that any of these people's hands aren't clean. Are clean. There is deep into all this bizarroness that's going on now, as you can believe. And uh, do I think everybody's going to pay? Nah, probably not. But I don't think it's going to be all the low-level people either. I think it's it's going to the wealth is going to be spread on this one after the Senate's done. Uh, anyways, I digress. Um, so, um, let me think. I wish that we had open lines or call-ins so somebody could call in, but we don't, so I got to try to think of a... Actually, you do. Um, 786-245-8127 if anybody wants to call in. You always have open lines. I didn't know that. Oh, no, you Feel know. free to call in. Continue. Feel free to call in on the topic or hopefully on a new topic because I'm honestly bored with it. I just wanted to put this stuff out if you guys were interested, you know. And uh, this will be the only show I do on this or politics unless there's something major that happens because, like I said, this bores me. This is like my old job, my old work, and I left it for a reason. So that's that's why I don't really like getting into politics and shit like that. Um, working for the government, 
has enough of that. The bureaucracy. They're not joking uh, when they talk about the deep state. The deep state is nothing more than the SIS, Special Intelligence Ser- uh, Service, and the SCS, Special Executive Service. And those are people that make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year as bureaucrats. They're not GS level. So that's above GS grade. So that's just a fact. They're at an executive level. And made up of lawyers, academics. Well, look at every presidential cabinet. Every one of them will have people like that. And that is SCS or SIS or SES. So that, that, that's some real terminology so you guys understand some federal lexicon. If you didn't know that, you probably do. I hate assuming people don't know anything because I usually think people do. But I also have to have some clarity when I'm using uh, anacronyms or anything like that. I have to make sure your people understand so I don't want to lose them that don't know. But I also don't want to talk down to people either because you guys are all smart as I am. I'm no smarter and no dumber. Um, now... I'll tell you something that I did find that I do find interesting. Uh, there, there's uh, several things that I found interesting. There was an article I'd read about um, uh, people, quote unquote, on the right, and you know I hate that, are more apt to look at left wing and right wing news sites just to see what the other side's saying, da, 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 da. And, and I found this funny. And so maybe this is an interesting thing to talk about for me. And people on the left never look at right wing or listen to right wing stuff unless they, it's their job or their Antifa and they want to get, you know, triggered and they want to, you know, have something to cry and complain about, but they really don't listen. And I believe it was like, 85% of people on the right listen to both sides. Like I, I listen to, and I don't consider myself right. I'm a classical liberal Jeffersonian type. Uh, but I uh, listen to like Dave Rubin, Tim Pool, uh, a bunch of people. And I even listen to, <coughs> excuse me. I even listen to uh, uh, Jimmy Dore. And uh, nobody can say he's anywhere near the right. And uh, I also listen to just about everything. And even these conspiracy shows. Imagine that. You know, I, I enjoy going into the weeds like everybody else, having a little fun. Uh, and to me, that's what it is, fun. You know, whenever I hear somebody talking shit about somebody likes alien stuff or they like Bigfoot or something. If you've never went out and I'm sure angel can attest to this. If you ever gone out to any of these conventions in the same way with amateur radio, ham radio, you go out to one of these conventions and everybody's eating together, talking together. It politics goes away and it's just about meeting people in the meat space, the real life IRL in real life. It's something that's very unique and genuine. And it's something that we've all missed out on. You know, we're missing out on now because of the division. 
and it and it, it's always nice to go to any kind of convention. It's always the same. And uh, in the end, isn't that what we are as Americans? We get together. We uh, eat some food together. We talk. We laugh. We joke. Sometimes we argue. But in the end, it's kind of cool. And uh, there's a lot you can do with your life. And I think that that's probably, even though people will say, oh, well, that's all fantasy and stuff. Maybe it is. Well, I guarantee you Star Wars and Star Trek conventions are nothing but fantasy and uh, uh, cosplay or whatever you want to call it, where they're LARPing. But the interesting part is that you're actually meeting people. And you're actually glad-handing with people and talking to people. And my growing up, and I know I'm in my 50s, but when I grew up, that's kind of what it was all about, was meeting people. And in this day of, of course, I enjoy the computer age now because, you know, I have my own little thing and you guys are on here and you have your own little things. Uh, one of the one of the interesting things to me is that it, the computer age has depersonalized things. And uh, so these are my thoughts on this. Um, I'm looking in the chat to see if anybody said anything. Ruckus said, Kaiser crashes the party. I'm sorry about that, Ruckus. Didn't mean to crash it, brother. I was just trying to fill somebody, fill people in on something. But that's cool, man. I get it, man. I hope everything's going well, brother. Um, or sister, I don't know. Ruckus may be a male or a female. I don't want to judge. Um, but, um... There might be a translucent being from a nebula somewhere in the cluster of uh, Tartistan, for all we know. No, 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 no. He's probably a uh, radiant being, I am sure. Yeah, actually, I do know him. He's a good guy. Uh, but I That would be in California, by the like way, for Tartistan. Yeah. Huh? Huh? California would be for Tartistan. Oh, is that California? Wow, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've never uh, heard that said before. Well, they're, they're leaving the union, and their new name is going to be It's going to be Tardistan, California. That is hilarious, brother. I like that. Fuck Tardistan. Yes. Okay. Well, I've said my first f bomb for the night, so I guess I I can quit. I can flow a little more freely. I've been trying to keep it friendly on my first three shows. I made it. All the way to, can I can't even believe I made three shows where I've hardly dropped cuss words. So I'll, that's what peer pressure. That's what that's what peer pressure does to you, right? Like, mm-hmm. I said it, so it makes it okay now. Yeah, I'm all about peer pressure, except for marijuana and drugs. I don't do that shit. But now beer, you can convince me to have a beer. Uh, but no, uh, <laughs> I guess, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to flow a little freer now. So anywho, my point is that, uh, th- there's positivity. Don't let stuff get you down. Um, 
you know, even if somebody's talking about something and I, and that's the thing I really hate about this news cycle, just to be honest with you guys is the constant. And it's like a, it's like an, it's like you're on the fifth floor of a building, a corner of a building that has a crossroad and you can see a semi truck and you can see a car and they're moving at the same speed and neither of them are slowing down. And it's that slow motion accident. You can't take your eyes off of. That's what this has become. And the media uses this shit for clickbait. And they got to show the violence, which enhances the people's willingness to go out there and do the stupid shit. And that's just, to me, it's almost media malpraxis. Because all the media needs to do is the who, what, where, when, why, and how. That's it. The facts. Just the facts. They don't need to go in depth and give their own opinions. You guys may tune in to hear my opinion. But trust me, I'm the foremost expert on my opinion. I'm not an expert on anything. And so are you. I don't give a crap. I've met many experts in the survival community and in the military community and the federal government. And I will tell you this. I don't believe in experts. I'll never believe in them because I know survival experts that have died doing survival crap. I know military dudes that were experts, and they died. Now, I, I do I do like the term, and I use it often, of a specialist. There are people that specialize in things. I get that one. But I do not get where somebody can be called an expert because it doesn't make any sense to me because experts die every day. But the corona hoax, we found the cure. That's positive. It's called rioting. So who knew it wasn't social distancing that we needed to do? We needed to put fists to each other's faces, right? That That's the cure. Hit somebody in their cocksucker. Give them a nice punch in the mouth. Well, coronavirus is all great and dandy to keep us separated until somebody needs new shoes and a new TV. And then, if somebody just so happens to die in the news, time to get some new shoes and a new TV. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Get some new shoes, a TV, and then you prove how little Black Lives Matter by killing a black police officer who was retired, 77-year-old man. That was the most sad thing I've seen in this news cycle. And yet they don't mention that. You know, it's it's kind of funny to me what they leave out. And and I think it's done purposeful. I think it's it's purpose purpose driven. Um don't don't know why. But uh with that being said, folks, thank you for stopping by Kaiser's Castle, sitting on my big orange couch, drinking your coffee, tea, soda. Or adult libation. And today was a little bit of a rant. But it's organic. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, Next time I'll have a better subject. That I'll be more into. And I won't sound so robotic. And with that being said. I'll slowly raise the drawbridge. As I. um, Let you guys meander on out. Shuff out.